good evening and thank you for joining us today. We are so grateful that we can study the Word of God together. Today we're going to be studying the book of Hosea. For those of you who are just joining us, we have been studying every book of the Bible. Believe it or not, we start from Genesis. And now we are at the point we are about to study the book of Hosea. Ladies and gentlemen, the best place to start with this book is to point out that Hosea is not the usual prophet. You remember Isaiah saw the big throne of Almighty God. Ezekiel saw the wheels. Uh, Ezekiel also saw uh, the valley of dead bones, and, and Zechariah saw the scroll. Daniel, the prophet, saw dreams. Jonah saw another prophet, saw thousands of people being saved. I mean, you can go down the line. Each prophet has incredible experience with God. But when you get to Mr. Hosea, she won't believe this. He didn't see a thing. <laughs> the Lord called him, and the Lord told him to go marry a whore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see? So this brother really have a very tough assignment. I can stop there and preach because all of us are called, but we are called for different purpose, different reasons. For those of you who are pastoring a church, maybe you're pastoring 10 people. And don't feel bad that, okay, there is a T.D. Jakes that pastor 20,000. So each of us have different assignments, different callings. So you have to learn to be content. This is not just for church pastors, also for members, for everybody. You might see somebody riding a Jaguar or, or a Rolls Royce. And maybe what God gave you is a Volkswagen. Whatever God has blessed you with, you learn to run in your own lane, and you learn to be grateful. Hosea didn't see, it's not one of those prophets that see spectacular things and see big mansion of God, all of heaven open. No, that was not his calling. His calling was more humble. His calling was more amazingly unique. And I believe whatever God has called you to do, learn to be content and learn to be grateful. That's my first message to you. Another thing you need to know about Hosea, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand the, the whole nation of Israel to get a picture of what's going on. You remember when they started as a nation and they requested for a king, and the first king was Mr. Saul. And after Saul, then we have King David, and then after David, we have King Solomon. And after Solomon, the country split into two. There was a division within Israel. 
and now we have northern Israel and southern Israel. And it was that period of time that Hosea was called into ministry. And the person who was reigning during this time was called Rehoboam. This was a time of chaos. This guy, Rehoboam, did crazy stuff and literally sink the boat of the whole northern kingdom. So God has to raise up a prophet in the person of Hosea to warn the people, to let them know God loved them, and to let them know the consequence of sin, and to let them know God's plan to save them. So now you have a good introduction to the book of Hosea. So this man Hosea was preaching 25 years before the consequences of what he, he prophesied came to pass. Before the Assyrians came and conquered Israel. And literally what Hosea prophesied would happen, happened to these people. So now with that background in mind, now let's look at the whole book. It can be dis, dis, divided into three sections. The first three chapters is section one. And what happened in those initial chapters, you won't believe it. God told Uzziah to marry a lady by the name Goma. You know, like I'm married to Elizabeth, so Uzziah was a man. His wife was Goma. Well, the problem with Miss Goma was that Miss Goma was a whore. Mm-hmm. Literally. She was a prostitute. So she never really stayed at home. She would often skip town and go out and do crazy stuff. So under the laws, Mr. Hosea really have a reason to be separated from that kind of relationship and to actually get divorced from her and to actually put her out of his house. I mean, just like many of us do sometimes. This is also an opportunity for me to share with you the heart of God because maybe you're listening to me this evening and you are in a very bad relationship. Maybe your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife cheating on you, doing crazy stuff. What do you do in a situation like that? How do you handle it? Well, you say, Pastor, I have a right under the law. I can just get me a divorce. I can just get a separation. I can move out or kick his behind out. <laughs> I mean, but you would not believe what happened in the book of Hosea. God told Hosea not to divorce his wife. Can you believe it? Well, maybe that's a message for you. Maybe your relationship is at the, at the, at the point of complete breakdown. And maybe you've been thinking about, okay, I'm going to get rid of this blank, blank. 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's human to think those things. And you just want to flip out because nobody likes the other person cheating on you. Nobody likes to be in an abusive relationship. Nobody likes to be married to a whore. But guess what God said to Hosea? No, do not divorce that woman. If I were Hosea, I'd probably be saying, Lord, you've got to be kidding. Do you know what this woman has done to me? Where well, God said, I'm well aware of what's going on. In fact, God said, not only are you not going to divorce him, I want you to go on the street and go locate her and find her and pay every debt she owed and bring her back to your house and love on her. I can just imagine Hosea say, oh, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Lord, are you sure this is what you want me to do? Yes, God said, that's exactly what I want you to do. So Hosea, out of obedience, went on the street, and sure enough, he found his wife looking ugly, looking raggedy, being abused by other men, just very bad situation. And he did exactly what God told him to do. He paid all of our debt, get her clothed, get her dressed up, took good care of her, and bring her back home and nurture her and never really bring back what this woman had done. I'm sure you'll be saying, wait a minute, in the natural, why would anybody do that? In the spirit, why is God asking this man to go take care of a bad person? A cheat. Someone who betrayed her partner. Where God said, let me school you, let me tell you something. God said, believe it or not, what you've just experienced is the relationship of God with Israel. The reason why I asked you to go marry a whore is because Israel had a relationship with God and now they have turned out to be a whore, a prostitute. So I just don't want to tell you what's going on. I want you to live it to experience it. Let me take some minute to bless those of you who are pastors. Sometimes God Communicate with preachers in different ways. Sometimes he will wake you up in the middle of the night and reveal things to you. Sometimes he will drop an idea in your spirit. But sometimes he will make you experience the message he wants you to preach. So that when you go through it, there's a reason why Paul ended up in Philippian jail. The preacher was locked up in jail. There's a reason why God told prophet Ezekiel, don't even preach anything until you go sit down among the people and experience the same thing they go through 
Because how are you going to preach to people you don't know? How are you going to preach about, about don't use drugs, but you've never been a drug addict? So sometimes God will make people go through things. I hate to tell you this, but it's the truth. Maybe you've gone through some rejection right now. Maybe you've gone through some hard time in your relationship right now. It's not always about love relationship. It, it could be love between husband and wife. It could be love between parents and children. It breaks the heart of any parent. When you love your child so much, but your child will not even talk to you. Or your child becomes a runaway. It could be the relationship between a pastor and the church. Any form of relationship. What we are learning here today is how God will want you to handle it when somebody betrayed you, when somebody cheated on you, when somebody did contrary to the relationship between you. And God is saying that's exactly what he has done for Israel. Israel was loved by God. Just like God loves you, God loves me. But isn't it true like Israel, we just do crazy things. We are that whore. We are that prostitute that God is trying to love on us, but we keep acting a fool. I've been there. This book helped me to understand how much God cared for me and the need for me to straighten up my life and stop acting a fool. Now you understand what Paul was talking about in, in one of his epistles. He said, once I was young, I acted like a young boy. But there comes a time when I become a grown man and I put away childish stuff. Maybe you that whore. Maybe you that man or that woman acting out. God has blessed you with a good job, but you're unfaithful in your job. God has blessed you with a good church, but you're unfaithful to your church. God has blessed you with a good spouse, a good husband, a good wife, but you're unfaithful. This is a time that God wants all of us to repent. I'm not picking on you. Believe me when I tell you I've been there. The good news is that it's good to know that God is a God of another chance. Hosea did exactly what God said, and God blessed him. Then this, the second part of that book, chapter 4 through chapter 11. God wanted to show the people of Israel through prophet Hosea exactly what they did wrong. Exactly how they betrayed his relationship with them. The first thing God pointed out is to say to them, look, look at your own history. 
you look back in your history, you've always been a cheat, you've always been a liar, you've always been a whore, you've always betrayed the covenant with God. And maybe that's the situation with you, with you and me. God reminded Israel about their forefather, Abraham. See, one time the going was the things were going tough, and he lied about his own wife. He said his wife is his sister. Mm-hmm. Then an, another forefather of the Israelites is Jacob. God reminded them, you remember your forefather, Jacob? He's a liar and a trickster. He literally tricked his own brother out of inheritance. God reminded them even of their first king, Saul. God was trying to say, look, you look at your own history. It's nothing but a life of cheat, a life of lying, a life of betrayal, a life of covenant breaking with God. So God is saying, look, I know you. But I'm asking you to change your ways. I love you, God is saying to them. You don't have to live this way. And you know, just like that word was relevant for for Israel, I believe it's so relevant for you and me today. If you're a wife and you're not doing right to your husband, why don't you change today? So that God can bless your marriage. If you're a brother, you listening to me? Can I talk to you man to man? If you're not doing right by your woman, why don't you change today? Believe me, you will never regret. I've been there. There was a time in my own life, and no shame in my game, that I was really struggling. Even my ministry, my business, my job, nothing seems to be going right. And I was beginning to think, look, maybe my problem is is my wife, you know. If you know my wife, she's not she's not churchy, churchy kind of people. You're not going to see her like a typical preacher wife with a big heart. No, she's not into that. You're not going to see her with a microphone trying to teach or trying to preach or starting this, starting that, or singing. No. She's more of a background person, a family. And so I was a little frustrated. I was expecting her at least play the piano or do something. <laughs> Sing a solo. Dress like preacher wife. Put big hat on. <laughs> so no, she's not into all of that. So at some point, the devil made me think that maybe she's my problem why my church is not going or why my business was not fostering or why my, my life was not moving forward. It was a horrible mistake I made in my life because I just tried to maneuver things and continue to function and kind of basically put her to the side 
But you know what? God revealed to me, just like I'm sharing with you today, just like God said to Israel in the book of Hosea, until you do right by your wife, some of you are parents, until you do right by your children, God will not bless you. In fact, there's a scripture that says your spouse is a weak vessel. If you don't treat her right, your prayers will not be answered. Wow. When I read that in the book of 1 Peter, I believe it's chapter 3, verse 7 or so. That got my attention. And the amazing thing, I know I'm testifying. <laughs> I don't know. Trust me. This was not planned. You see, I don't have no script. I'm just sharing from my heart to you. The amazing thing about my story, the moment I began to do right by my wife, everything I touched blossomed. My ministry took off. My business, I mean, prosperity just started to flow in my direction. So when God said to Israel, stop being a whore, do right in your relationship with God. When God said through Hosea to his prostitute wife, say, come home, stop living on the street. Believe me, God is saying the same thing to you and me today. Whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your husband, whether it's your wife, whether it's your child, whether it's your parent, God is calling all of us to do the right thing. And when you do the right thing, God blesses you. Hallelujah. That's the good news about this book. Moving right along, you know, God also won Israel through Prophet Hosea said, now, if you choose to stay on the street, if you choose not to do right, you do need to know there is consequence for your action. It's not like you can just be doing wrong to your man or wrong to your woman or wrong to your wife or wrong to your husband or wrong to your children. Many parents will ignore their own children. They would rather be looking good, get their grooves on, shake their booty all over the place, and just don't do nothing proper with their children. They don't train them. They don't pray for them. They don't infest in their future. God said when you start to do that, there's going to be consequence. I remember during my own time of stupidity, I call it. See? My church was not growing. You could throw a stone in my church. You won't hit nobody. <laughs> you know why? Because there's nobody there. <laughs> Today, I tell people all the time, they see the glory, but they don't know my story. What change? What makes an empty church become full? I'll tell you what. Is the same thing I'm sharing with you now. Is the same thing God told Israel through 
prophet Hosea. Just stop the craziness of what you're doing. Change your thinking. Change your habits. Begin to do right by your man. Begin to do right by your woman. Begin to do right by your children. Begin to do right by your church. Even by your employer. And bam! God will show up. And God will show out. It's just amazing. You are looking at a living witness. I'm not just talking theories. I'm walking in that anointing right now. Just doing the right thing causes you to profit. Some of you brothers, you're listening to me now. Can I get it, keep it 100 with you today? Sometimes maybe you have a good job. Maybe you have a good business, a good career. And you notice that you're not really doing well in your business. You work so hard, but you have nothing to show for it. Can I be brutally honest with you? Take a look at how you're treating your spouse. Hey, don't turn me up. I'm here to bless you. See, I've been there. I know this thing. I, I know how to be blessed. Take a look at how you've been treating your husband. Take a look, reflect on how you've been treating your own children, people that God has entrusted you with, people who are in your life that God sent there. You're trying to get blessed, but you don't want to treat your own spouse right. My friend, let me be brutally honest with you. You won't make it. You will find yourself working, 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 working. And the year will roll by year after year. You are still broke. You are still busted. And you are still struggling. There is a way that seemed good to man. But the end thereof is destruction. You know, one of the things that Israel was doing wrong... They thought the way they're going to prosper is to make alliances. They make alliance with Egypt. That's another nation. They make alliance with Assyria. That's another nation. And God is saying, look, all these sidekick. You know what a sidekick is? It's like having a wife and then you have a girlfriend. Or you have a husband, then you have a boyfriend somewhere on your job or whatever. I don't know. You know, you know your story. Israel was trying to get around God, you know. But God told them, all your alliances will become null and void. Those people you're trying to hang on to, you will not prosper through them. Abraham experienced that. God promised him Isaac. But who he want to find out, get around it. He came and, and make another baby called Ishmael. And God had to tell him, you can try to find a way around the truth, but you're not going to prosper through Ishmael. At some point, 
You've got to come back to God's way. We used to sing a song like that. God's got a way. You can't go around it. You must come in at the door. The door that I'm talking about here today is just doing what is right. You know what is right. You're not a bad person. You have a heart. You know exactly what to do right to your children. You know exactly how to be a good wife to your husband. You know exactly how to be a good husband. You know exactly what to do as a pastor to your church. You know exactly what to do as a human being. Just do it. Just like Nike shoe, just do it. Because Israel were relying on all these alliances, guess what happened to them? The enemy came, Assyria. Ironically, the very people they were trying to hang out with. You know how we go out there, we want to hang out with dope head. We want to hang out with all kinds of crazy dude. We want to hang out with some, some women or some men. Just trying to get around the truth. Those were the very people that turned against them and conquered them. And whooped their behind. Chapter 12 through chapter 14, God used another illustration. He said, think of the relationship of a father and his child. I say, talk, Lord, because I'm a father and I have children. I have five children. You know, I want to hear that. <laughs> I know how to be blessed. I say, Lord, talk to me. God said, can you imagine a father that loved his own son and faced all of his energy, his life, his resources to take care of this son? And then that son grew up and rebelled against his own father and run away from his own father and go out there on the street acting a fool. How will the father feel? God said, you know the truth. That father will be very hungry. That father will be <laughs> almost pissed off. <laughs> I mean, you just get frustrated. Here you are, you're trying everything to help this person. And they're doing exact opposite. God said, that's exactly how I feel as your heavenly father who infested everything to make you better and you kept staying out of church. You won't read the Bible. You won't pray to God. You won't serve God. You won't live right. After I read that, you know what? I got convicted myself. So you may think, Oh, pastor is just so holy and so righteous. No, I'm just like you. Every now and then, I just want to act crazy, you know. But it takes scriptures like this to build up my faith, to expose me to my own self, to help me to realize that, look, 
the better thing to do for my life is to do things God's way. I don't mean to, to be arrogant or prideful. I am very blessed today. In fact, if I share with you how blessed I am, some of you will be scared. But I don't want to be bragging. You know, rather I want you to concentrate on how did I go from nothing and being homeless and have nothing to my name to now enjoying so much prosperity. Everything I touch, God turned it into gold. I can tell you in one word, do the right thing. Obey God. Obedience birth blessing. You may not even understand it. You may not, it may be painful for you to love somebody who is not lovable. It may be painful for you to be faithful in a job where everybody treats you like crap. Did I say crap? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> You see, what you say is what you get. I like to keep it real, you know. It's tough on the flesh to have to love a person who is doing everything against you. But you know why God told Go, uh, Hosea to love Goma, Miss Goma anyway? God is trying to show you what is right. God is trying to show you and me that's exactly what he has to do for you, for me. Why would God do that? I'll tell you why. Because God really loves you. So even when you're not lovable, he loves you anyhow. You might say, Pastor, you don't know. I'm far gone. Believe me when I tell you. God loves you. I don't care how far you've gone. He still cares for you. You're still the apple of his eyes. And he's actually looking for you right now. I'm amazed how crazy things I would do. And God will still show up. Knock, knock. He's there. I say, I can't believe he still loves me. Yes, he does. So all you need to do today, all I need to do, all we need to do is come back to Jesus. Come back home. Come back to church. Come back to prayer. Come back to service. Come back to worship. Come back to just being good. Hallelujah. So you can enjoy the blessings of God. Ladies and gentlemen, God used another illustration. You know, first he used the relationship the marriage of Hosea to Goma. Second, he used the relationship of a father to, to his child, to his son. The third thing he did is to use a tree. This is one thing, you know, like a big tree. This is one thing I love about all the prophets. They may start out with gloom and doom and all the warning of all the consequences for sin, but they always end up on a positive note. God said, 
despite everything that Israel has done, the day will come when they will come back home to God, when God will redeem them, just like Hosea went on the street and redeemed his wayward wife. God said the day will come when Israel will return. So that's a message of hope. He said the day will come when Israel will be like a big tree and they will be planted. They'll be strongly rooted. I can see my own self in that picture. I mean, the days of craziness was gone. Now I love my wife. Now I love my children. Now I'm enjoying the blessing of God. The day will come for you, my friend, when you'll be rooted, your family will be rooted, your business will be rooted, your ministry will be rooted, everything you will touch, you will be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth your fruit in your season, and whatsoever you do shall prosper. God said that day will come. That's a message of hope. When Israel will be rooted, they will grow up and they will have branches on that tree and that branches will produce fruit and that fruit you'll be able to feed nations. Translation, you'll be blessed. I'm literally walking that anointing right now. When I started to do the right thing, God amplified my voice. Now I'm like a tree rooted and I grew up, bring forth branches, have children, natural children, spiritual children, so many mentees, students, young people. They say, look, you're my guy, you're my mentor. Now I'm speaking to nations. So what we read in the Bible is not just fairy tales. This is the real deal. You know the message of this Bible, this book, Hosea, is very simple. Doesn't matter how bad you've done, doesn't matter how far away from God you've gone, you can always come back home. And you're always welcome home. And when you come back home, God will establish you. You'll be rooted, you'll be established. You will blossom for the glory of God. You say, but what about what, what my wife did? No. I pray for a new beginning in your life. Well, what about what my children did? Pastor, you don't understand. Some of these children are so bad. They call me this. They... My friend, forgetting those things that are behind you. Praise was the mark of high calling. That's what apostle reminded you and me. If you really want to be blessed, I just give you a formula for it. Maybe you're a sister, you're watching me right now. You say, Pastor, you've never been a woman. You don't know how much I've been through, how much abuse, how much neglect, how much... Yes. You may even have a journal of all the wrongs that have been done to you. But believe me, let me be brutally honest with you. You will never be happy 
until you do what is right. Even despite all your hurt, despite all your pain, despite everything you've been through, focus on what God says. Do what is right in the sight of God. And God will avenge. God will right every wrong. People that wrong you, they're not going to get away with it. There are consequences for sin. Don't worry about he said, she said, they do this, they do that to me. Believe me, this battle is not yours. It's the Lord. You just do what is right in the sight of God. And mark my word, if I be a man of God, I will say this to you in conclusion. When you start to do what is right before God, God will turn things around in your life. And everything the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I can't wait until next week at the same time, the same channel, so we can chat again about the next book of the Bible. My friend, if you need prayer today, because I know many of you probably now you're in tears. You're emotionally full because the enemy bring back all the hurts. There's a number under the screen. Dial that number. There are ministers of the gospel who have been trained just to pray with you. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. All because we're trying to soak it in. We're trying to solve the problem all by ourselves. We fail to carry to God in prayer. Sometimes all it takes is to get somebody to pray with you. To get somebody to agree with you. And many times... Those preachers that are praying with you, they've been through it themselves. They are not robots. They are human beings. They've been hurt. They've been through some trials, some tribulations, and the Lord helped them. The same God is your God. Let's work together. Let's make our world a better place. God bless you. I love you with the love of the Lord. Keep me in your prayer also. God bless you until I see you again. Amen.